Welcome to Study Buddy, meditation philosophy for the heart of your practice. This is a live online discussion of ancient yogic texts amongst meditation practitioners in the Shambhavananda yoga tradition. My name is Acharya Satyam, a resident teacher at Konalani Yoga Ashram in Hawaii, and I welcome you with love and respect. So our format for today is going to be uh, dynamic. Um, as you as you all know, I'm always searching for the next level in this class and how to make it like make the teaching sort of come alive and, and dynamic. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of the presentation on the material, sort of talking about the topic, bringing some some new perspectives. Um, then we're going to sit with it for 10 minutes or so, and then we're going to do some yoga with it literally yoga but you don't have to have a lot of space it's meant to be like small room yoga and then we'll do our free writing discussion and then we're going to finish with another short meditation session sounds like a lot you don't have to remember anything but just want to let you know we got a lot coming so the topic for this past week was this cute drawing a turtle uh, walking to temple this comes from the Zen story where the, the student was walking the temple and the student had basically already done a lot of practice, studied with his teacher for, uh, I think it was seven years, they said, and he had just begun teaching and he arrives at the temple and it's raining outside. So he puts his umbrella and his, his wooden clogs down and then he goes into the shrine and the teacher says, which side did you put your umbrella on? Was it the left or the right side of your clogs? And realizing that he didn't know the answer, he realized, I have so much more to learn. And then he studied with his teacher for another, I think it said six or seven years before teaching. Now, the idea here is, well, that story was called Every Minute Zen. And it's just sort of giving us this glimpse into hey, there's the possibility for having present awareness at every moment of the day. Now that can come across as like a solemn, intense exercise. And I feel like faith has um, told me over the years that that's not how it goes, especially in our practice, that solemn, intense exercises rarely deliver the fruit that they promise Usually we end up sort of burning out before we get to that supposed destination. Um, and so we have to ask ourselves, if I want to be present more, you know, how, how do I do that? How do I interact more, quote unquote, with my practice? And when we look at that concept in the yogic tradition, we see a really simple formula that's presented to us from the yoga sutras to the Shiva Sutras, to Babaji's teachings, uh, even to Paul Rep's teachings, who, who became sort of the focal point last week. Um, and today is almost Paul Rep's birthday. His birthday is tomorrow. So it's pretty cool. All this is lining up. And so Paul Rep's gave us the, the saying, slow, it, slow motion cures commotion. So if you want to find that next level in your practice, if you want to quiet your mind, if you want to heal your body, move slower, move smoother. And that alludes to this bigger statement that you'll often hear in 
high stakes enterprises like the fire department or the Marines where slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Meaning when you want that next level, you can't go grasping for fast, for speed. You have to slow things down, really start to feel and move with presence and let that move into smoothness and smooth motion naturally yields these fruits that we're seeking. So in terms of our practice, when we're seeking every minute Zen, as the story is describing, um, we can't really just grasp at it. So we can't really just say, I'm going to do more mantra today. And that's a great thing you should, we can all wake up saying, but how do we really get there? And it's like, slow down, slow down, move a little smoother through your day. And when you can smooth things out, Shiva Sutra 2.3 tells us, I'm going to drop a couple, this little quote slide here, because I've been talking about these. Um, Shiva Sutra 2.3 says, pauseless effort, meaning continuous effort, brings attainment. So whether we're looking at Zen or the Marines or the Yoga Sutras or the Shiva Sutras, slowing down and finding a way to make your practice a little bit more continuous, a little bit steadier, seems to be the teaching of how we, quote unquote, go deeper or do more or have a higher quality practice. And when I had a chance to ask Babaji about this in satsang, because I was literally working with this, you know, in preparation for, for this talk, um, how do I be more present in every moment? Babaji said just a couple of weeks ago in satsang, he's like, you can't do it with your will. You can't be present every moment. You have to relax. You're really trying to find the flow and relax into that flow. And that is sort of how we find that every minute Zen. But of course we have to practice it. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to practice for, about 10 minutes or so, we're going to do some meditation together right out the gate. And then we're going to stand up and we'll we'll move with this concept in mind. And then we'll do a little writing. So from the seat you're in, hopefully everybody's comfortable. Feel free to, to shuffle. Actually, you know, boom, right away. So we're, we're going to use the physical body for this smooth motion concept and start to actually move. Uh, the body a little bit left and right, and you can even generate a small twist as you go, just a little flowing, letting the shoulders release as you turn them in and out and feeling a little bit of rotation in the spine and awakening the postural core, the deep core. And then allowing yourself to really focus on smoothness. We're not quite finished moving yet. We'll we'll wrap this up in a second, but see if you can move smoother. And notice that that instantly brings you to a little bit more continuous awareness. The minute you're focusing on smooth motion, you start to be more present.
smooth motion cures commotion. Continuity of focus brings attainment. So let that smooth motion physically start to become smaller and smaller, but the smoothness remains as you slowly and smoothly find your center. And hopefully if, if you do it right, you just sort of arrive at center and you're not gripping because just like the present moment, we can't grip stillness either. So hopefully your body feels gentle, buoyant, relaxed yet alert. And you can swallow, and as you swallow in the the throat, you'll feel the tongue naturally sort of drift up towards the roof of the mouth. And you can keep that seal, that kachari mudra seal. And that might help you breathe more naturally through the nose. And it also generates a subtle yet deep core support. And as you move towards the breath, you start to smooth out and slow down just a little bit your breathing. And if you can slow down and smooth out your breathing, you'll find that it starts to naturally draw itself lower. It can help to swallow to remove any stickiness in the throat and feel the breath just sort of almost sink down towards the heart. smoothing out the breath with as little effort as possible. Patanjali teaches that if you really smooth out the breath, sometimes you can make it so you can't even quite tell where it starts or stops. It becomes almost a continuous experience. 
Here's the beauty of this teaching. You may not be able to stop your thoughts, but you can smooth out your breath flow. And as you smooth out your breath flow, you will naturally be drawn into the present over and over continuously and the thoughts will go by you'll naturally detach from them without any accepting or rejecting just by smoothing out the breath Now remember Babaji's teachings that this continuity we seek is not an expression of the will. It may begin there. We might start the practice, right? With our will, smoothing out the breath, etc. But we wanna to try to relax that kind of effort and see if We can tap into this inner smoothness that's the present moment that's occurring all the time. We often refer to the present as a moment, and that can actually make this practice challenging. And the present in the context of our teaching right now is more like the flow. It's a flowing experience that's occurring similar to your breath.
And from this centered space, we can encounter for a moment dharanas five and six. And just allow these dharanas to come to you. Consider your essence as light rays rising from center to center, up the vertebrae, and so rises livingness in you. Or in the spaces between, feel this as lightning. And one last time, consider your essence as light rays rising from center to center up the vertebrae. And so rises livingness in you. Or in the spaces between, Feel this as lightning. After your next exhale, you can slowly revolve your spine in small circles. And reversing. Rolling shoulders. All right, and from here, we're going to transition to doing a little bit of movement, working with this concept in motion. We will begin standing, so take your time. You don't need a ton of space, just like maybe two or three feet around you. And we'll start um, from a simple Tadasana, and you're just going to rock the weight forward and back, and just try to feel the reaction in the feet. When you go forward, there's a moment when your toes react on their own to sort of grip a little. And then when you go back, there's a moment when your core will engage very easily. So just try to feel the shifting weight and just watch your body sort of take care of you. You guys feel that? When you lean back, there's just this front line engagement. And when you go forward, there's just this gentle, the toes go, oh, I'll take care of you. And then from there, you can go left and then forward 
and then right and then back and try to take your time with it and imagine like you were putting your feet like in hollywood cement like this is going to be there i think they do hands but they should do feet um yeah and imagine like this is your one chance to like get your feet in the cement perfectly for all of time and then go the other way and try to feel all the little edges, the toes, the arches. And then you'll just rock so that the heels and the toes actually lift a little. And as you do that, just try to let the body respond naturally, arms float forward or back, depending on where you're going. And the knees bend. And you can go a little bit wider, heel toeing as you're rocking. And we'll end up a little bit wider than our hips in an easy straddle position. And from straddle, we just move into the hip sockets, some nice sort of hip rolling motions like hula hips. And if your legs are too wide here, this might be uncomfortable. So you'd want to walk them in, but everybody, as far as I can see, looks good. So the idea right now is you're sort of flossing the hips and you're actually also taking care of that spot in the back where the spine inserts into the pelvis, just sort of massaging that SI joint with some easy rotational movement. And then when the, you go ahead and center it up, feet feel pretty stable. If you had a, a weight or a scale under your heel and the ball of your foot, it'd be reading about the same. And then from that, go ahead and close your eyes, bring your weight uh, even in your feet, bring your attention all the way down to the, where your feet meet the floor and let yourself just sort of decompress, knees bend, hips hinge naturally, and you're gonna fold over the legs really easily. Hands sort of find the floor, fingertips. And we'll once again, just rock in those easy circles, moving this stretch around in the hamstrings. Allow the spine to decompress. Heel to the feet in just a little bit. So they're just a little bit wider than your hips. And we're gonna take this uh, roll up a little slow. So the hands can support you on the thighs if there's any discomfort in the back at any point. Um, feet press, tail slightly tucks, and the back of the body sort of pulls down and it's unrolling the front of the body. And when we get to the top, you're just going to easy fan the arms back. Just breathe into the chest. Good. Exhale, the knees bend and the hands are going to come forward. And then you just... Relax over the legs. A little rocking side to side, decompress spine and neck. Feet press, feel free to use the hands on the thighs at any time. Feet press, tail tucks the back of the body, unfurls the front of the body. The arms can just sort of roll back naturally as you get up here. Heart expresses itself forward, knees bend, arms come forward and then bow, last one. Easy rocking, feet press, unroll, and we're up.
heel toe in, and then a nice just bounce. Bouncing helps to relieve any sort of built up stress. Shaking, we'll get to that in a second. We'll do even more so, but the bouncing, sort of the all the spaces between your muscles and your joints, all the connective tissue gets a recharge, promotes hydration, both on a cellular and muscular level here. Gets into all the nooks and crannies. If you're willing to do it for a, a little bit longer than would look normal. Five, four, three, two. And then we're gonna finish with a shake. This can be a little challenging. So give yourself some credit just for trying it. It's actually harder than it looks. And then you can try to show you at the end. All right, cool. Um, all right, so from there, let's just uh, take a step forward and then bring your other leg back. So the Virabhadrasana one stance, the back foot is almost pointing forward. I didn't really take a lot of time to teach the stance to you, so I apologize. It's almost pointing forward. You're gonna sweep the arms up as you bend the front knee, good. And then exhale, you're gonna bring the arms back and just sort of lift up through your heart. Inhale, sweep up, bend the knee. And exhale, bring it back. Just so working the front and the back of the body. And then the last one. And you'll take it into this veer one. And then you're going to relax the shoulders down and try to just melt across the forehead, melt across the top of your skull, melt down the shoulders. The hands are sort of holding an invisible ball that is almost weightless. It's filled with helium. It actually lightens your load by holding this. Cool. And then we're moving into that macro walking sequence that we did last week. So you lift the back heel. You might have to shorten your stance here. And you go into a little bit of a squat. The arms are going to come forward. And you just let yourself lean forward. An option to lift the back foot into a baby Vera 3. Right. And then that back leg comes forward. Um, I apologize, should have had you near a wall if there's any balance issues, but you're going to try to lift the leg up. And if you like, you can even come onto tiptoes for a moment and then back down. And then we bring it back to that squat. So, again, my bad for not having you near a wall um, or something you can hold on to if you need anything like a chair. Here we go squat, shift forward, find a focal point. Try to lift that back leg, baby Vera three. Back leg comes through. You can sort of rotate if you like the opposite elbow towards it to imitate walking. Option to lift onto tiptoes. And then one more time, back for the squat. Float forward, baby Vera three. And then up. So do one more on your own. We're trying to load up these pathways of walking, giving them a little extra weight and a little extra tension so that when you do walk, it's smooth. And then we're back to Tadasana. And on the other side, back from Vira 1. So we're going to start with Vira 1 with the back foot almost pointing forward. And just take a couple of breaths here. Sweep up, bend knee, and then just extend the leg and let the arms come back couple of times just sort of flossing the pathway feeling the front and the back of the body doing their work and next time you're in it just pause 
And again, imagine you're holding not just any ball here, but it's actually so light. It's actually filled with helium. It's pulling you up slightly. It lightens your load holding this, holding these arms up. One more breath. Melting across forehead, skull, back of neck, down shoulders. All tension released. You can offer that forward. Oh, well, actually back into that squat for a second, and then we'll go forward, my bad. And then forward to the baby Vera 3 option to lift the back foot, and then elevate. So now that you know the pathway, you can focus more on, so we got the squat. You can focus more on like what's happening in your body, sort of milking certain aspects that feel maybe a little bit more challenging or warming, slowing things down in order to help the body sort of go deeper without having to go any deeper. Squat, baby Vera 3 if you need any assistance, and then elevate. Three or four if you want to match the other side. And elevate. We're just going to walk for about a minute. So wherever you're at, just walk. Just take a one-minute walk and try to focus on smooth motion, curing commotion. So we'll just go around. Good luck with the camera area. Even if you're walking slowly, try to feel that little bit of swagger, that little bit of sway in the hips, rotation in the torso. Oh, thanks, Yogita. I'll look into the voice issue. Sorry, it's been choppy, everybody. Imagine like you're walking in slow motion. You wouldn't have to go very fast, but all the body mechanics would still be there. Opposite arm towards leg. Little rotation in the torso. Feeling the foot contact the earth and roll forward. Just about one more lap around this room, 20 more seconds in your room. See if you can feel relaxed across your shoulders, relaxed across your forehead, relaxed in your breathing. Next time you walk by your seat, you can Smoothly sit down, pen and paper nearby. Okay, so now we're going to take a couple minutes. We've recapped, you've had a little bit of a lecture, you know, presentation. We sat with the concept. We moved with it pretty well. I mean, hopefully that came through. I don't know how specific I was being. Um, and so now let's just write for two or three minutes. Um, some things you, I would love to hear from you if, if, if it, if it's interesting for you, you know, every minute Zen, what does that really mean to you? Do you ever think about trying to be more present? Like literally, you know, pauseless presence, how do you reach deeper in your practice? Is it by slowing down? Is it another way to, is slowing down and smoothing out your practice? Like a part of what you do, um, do you do sort of playful things like you know, like what we just did. 
Um, and have you felt slow and smooth lead to more depth? So those are all just directions you could go. And now I'll be quiet and you can write. All right, just about 30 seconds. And y'all know the scoop. The last steps are to reread what you wrote. Uh, underline a phrase or a keyword, and then throw that into the chat box so we can 
have a discussion and have something to start with. And I apologize if my voice has been choppy. Has that been happening for everybody? Oh, okay. Okay, maybe it's just Yogita's internet. Yeah, it looks like she said enough. Okay. All right, so some keywords in the chat box when y'all are ready, and I'm ready to type for this room. Of the beginning. Easy, natural, Anyone else before we, anybody else, keywords? All right, let's hear some of these key words. Feel depth comes when paying attention. Feel in depth comes when paying attention. The end of the beginning. Easy, natural, captivated. In haste, there is waste. Never ending practice. Nourish and rock my body and soul into unison. Didn't even need to. I was like, I know who wrote that. But then I looked anyway. <laughs> Trying to be ahead of myself. Hang on. Steadfast. Open to the energy beyond the pain. All right, everyone. So the rest of class is is up for discussion. And if the discussion naturally comes to an end, then we'll meditate a little more. So anybody want to elaborate on their keywords? And we, in this room, that ability is available. Oh, I see. There's your It's just black. Okay. Okay, we have a share here. Oops, that's not crowd cam. That's weird. Hmm. I did Can you hear me online, friends? Oh, that, that came undone, I think. When we oh, paused. hi. Yay. Okay. Oh, so fun. Um, I paused because I feel like I'm always talking, <laughs> but no one else raised their hand. So here I go. Um. Uh, sorry, we're figuring out some tech stuff and other people are talking and it's making me not feel like I can talk. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to comment on, do you want me to wait while you figure it out? Or Okay. Um, on Darna 5 and... It was really cool. I didn't write down the whole Dharana, but I felt like I could remember all of the keywords like effortlessly. And I don't have a great memory. So that felt like really special to me that um, like the essence and the light rays rising up the spine. And so to um, 
rises livingness and something about the way reps has translated this dharana like just made me realize even in my like gentle relaxed way like I could be even more relaxed and gentle in visualizing energy rising up my spine like it just something new clicked that helped me let go more yet as he says in the dharana like even though I was so relaxed and like detached there was this this dialing up of livingness that made me feel like brighter and more alert in that relaxed space um and then coupling that with going into yoga like even though satyam and i practice pretty similarly i felt like i could go like even slower like just because the dharana had like really inspired me to like feel that natural gentleness and um there was just so much there like i didn't even have to do much but i felt like so captivated by the sensations in my body like it it made me want to teach like simpler sequences um so that there's that opportunity to just like be and feel and not even like need the fancy i always want the fancy choreography but it was like nothing needs to be fancy like all all the fanciness exists like in our cells and in in like the f- natural flow of energy so anyway i don't know if any of that makes sense but i'm super stoked on darna fat oh that's <laughs> great what an endorsement thanks yeah uh just to touch on a few of the things that you were talking about in there i really uh reps is um i don't know how to do both of us at the same time well so i apologize oh here we go i bet this will work yeah um reps is translation is babaji always says it's invaluable you know it's a really special translation he he, he's the real thing and he worked with that text and embodied it and you know he's and he grew up speaking english living in america in a slightly different time period than us but nonetheless and he's given us a way in you know that translation is incredible just the word like rises livingness in you i mean each dharna is like a a poem that that actually is almost like also atomically correct where it like actually does something to you it's such a uh valuable resource so thanks for reminding us of that and and how you sort of talked about how this rise of livingness uh, was simultaneously with the relaxing and naturalness that's something that I think is the goal of this dharna as far as I can tell because if you try to make lightning happen if you try to you know you're going to overdo it like the only way to approach something like lightning in your practice in a way that doesn't lead to doership or tension is if it's natural so it sounds like what you were tapping into yeah um i didn't really connect with dharana 6 as much mm-hmm. but i sort of was wondering 
And I wonder if other people had this question too. When I heard the word lightning, because Dharana 5 is so gentle and lightning is like, you know, if it's almost like lightning. Like, uh, like it's true. Like, you spell it differently, but yeah. Is it? Yeah. I actually, I, I, I kept misspelling it when I was writing it. Oh, I didn't ever yeah. read. Yeah. There's no E. Correct. Yeah. But yeah, I think that rep would be totally <laughs> fine. Well, it felt like it's there so was true. room. For that. that one really fits a little more with where we're at. I'm days. surprised. Yeah. Okay. I want to see the original manuscript. All right. Well, thank you, Babaya, for that awesome uh, comment and sort of extrapolation of her work. So, anyone, if you want to comment on that, go for it. You want to piggyback? If you want to go in a different direction, go for it. This is our time. Oh, did I, I apologize. I might have just missed a hand. Uh, oh, not Johnny. Go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I fell like into this rocking in the same way that like when we lay on our side at the beginning of yoga class sometimes, Abaya, and I say that like I don't actually <laughs> do what you do. And instead I'm like pretending that my I'm a baby and I'm just rocking and somebody else is rocking me but I was able to find it standing and on my feet and I think it like it dropped me in into a different place and then it was I could find it in different positions this like like somebody else was rocking me and it was so nourishing and oh I just wanted to stay there but then as I went to the journal it almost is as though our life is like one of those balls on a string and you like spin it around and it has like this centrifugal force because of the speed or friction and momentum and then as you slow it's like it it like drops in and in into something else. Uh, I don't know. It was really cool. It's a totally different time of day right now here too right. than in life. But yeah, it was really neat. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That was a really, I love that visual that you brought up there at the end. It, how we're it's like we're we're reaching out in all these directions during our day and we're reaching out from center whether we realize it or not like that's just where we really are but we keep reaching out and we're you know then we slow down and it feels like if you just slow down you're going to arrive at center like you're gonna drop in you can't like slow down and just still be out here you're just gonna be right in the center if you're willing to like slow down and usually when that's slowing down people are like falling asleep you know like it's natural like you're saying different time zones different there's a million different reasons that could be necessary but you know if we can just stay aware as we slow down that's sort of the magic 
thanks for bringing that visual and i'm glad that you felt like you could do that yoga for a while it's good anyone else Yeah, we have we have a question for let me just let Abaya address that. Hold on. Um Prabhupada, you don't have to answer this question, but I was thinking of you because last time you were here we were talking about how yoga isn't really great for your body, you know. And I you were sort of off to the side, so I couldn't really see like what you were doing. But I imagined, you know, based on the dharana and like the meditation that you were in a place where you could really like honor what your body wanted. And I, and you can wait and share this with me when you're in Hawaii soon. But I was just curious if you felt like different in your yoga practice and if there's anything you wanted to share, and I'm so sorry for putting you on the spot, we can just chat privately another time too. I think I have to really think about it and think about the way that to describe it. But that's a really good question. And thank you for asking because <laughs> I love yoga and I got really happy when we first started to do it. And then, and then things kind of went downhill. I mean, I did everything and, um, I guess it's just personal. You know, when I started walking, I tried to make it smooth, like we said, when we started walking, but I, my body wanted to do minute to minute, like second to second, like it was eh, 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 like robot -y. It wouldn't smooth. I couldn't find my gait wouldn't get smooth. And it's something that I probably need to work on. I've been having trouble walking, believe it or not. I'm good with strengthening stuff but whenever it's like it's not even balanced i don't know i guess we should have a personal conversation about this but thank you for asking and i'll think about it more and i'll play with it so thank you <laughs> thanks Rafati. just a few minutes left And I do know what you mean, Prabhupada, about like responding well to strengthening movements. I feel very similarly. And I feel like for me, something that has uh, occurred in the last five years in my practice that has shifted or, or made it possible for me to like dive in to yoga, like and have a similar experience that I might have with like lifting or, or even any kind of weight-based training is is when you start to find this like um, this deep core where you feel like a subtle there's like a a subtle internal response. It's almost like you start to be able to like 
feel the weight of your arms, so to speak, as if you were holding weights. Like when you lift the arms, like you feel a response here in the midsection just from, and it starts to be like, that's actually becomes very present in almost every asana. Like just the shifting forward onto that one leg. It's like, and then you feel all the weight, you know, the work in your glutes and you feel your back responding. It starts to be this like chain reaction. So that's something that I just, when I heard you say it, I was like, oh, I feel very similarly. And here's what's, what's sort of grown for me. But yeah, so it's almost like feeling what's happening in the body as if you had weights. It starts to become more sensitive. Cool. I get that. Hey, can I share something else? Please do. Um, I mean, I have lots to say, but I don't feel like they're very profound, but I do know that, um, because I'm coming to the intensive, I, um, I've been, energy's been strong and I've been feeling like, uh Oh, I need to slow down. Cause I'm feeling like, Whoa. And, um, I have been slowing down and it has naturally gotten smoother. Maybe I haven't noticed the smoothness as much, but you asked slow and smooth, does that bring you more depth? But I definitely noticed that. Like slowing down, probably there's a smooth part in there. And then I found the depth. And I think it's just because I'm paying attention. Because when I go slower, I'm paying attention. So I feel the depth. And that was my thought. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I might have to, I apologize, but I might have to mute you because Zoom's not doing the, okay, you're good. Um, that's amazing. That's sort of exactly what I was talking about with the, in terms of yoga, where your awareness be, creates this sense of depth. That's, I couldn't have said it better. I'm really, the depth of our awareness is sort of an untapped resource and it can change the same experience. Thank you. Colin, all right. Where are you at, Colin, North Carolina? Still, yeah, okay. Um, I'm in North Carolina, yeah. All right. It is 9.56. Wow. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to, I didn't write this down, but when you came in with slow is smooth and smooth is fast, I used to, uh, maybe this isn't the right word, but I used to drill that into the rugby team. Um, and it's been on my mind a lot recently because there's an alumni game in a month that I'll be playing in. So I've been trying to kind of get ready for them. Um, and I don't really know how to describe this, but there's a weird similarity to what would happen at rugby practice and what happens when I become um, more aware of the sensation of myself in day-to-day -day life or in my practice. But um, when things are going wrong and people would be dropping the balls or someone would be getting yelled at by someone or whatever it was, um, there'd be a tendency to almost um, like really try to grab at things to make them happen. And then there'd be a franticness, um, which is why I said in haste there's waste uh, because it's almost like in trying to rush things, there'd be all this unnecessary stuff that wasn't intentional that would end up making it slower, even though it was faster, if that makes sense. 
And so in slowing down and smoothing things out, it would almost become uh, more meditative in a way. Like, I don't know how to expound that further, but um, I, I notice that in day-to-day -day life too, like uh, if I get caught up in trying to rush or make it somewhere or make something happen faster, then I'm kind of slipping all over the place and then I'll catch myself, take some breaths and then move much more um, intentionally. And then the whole thing is a lot lighter. Thanks, Colin. It's, it's so fun to like hear the, the, you know, those maxims really playing out and then, and that they really are like practical and productive and, yeah, I mean, how many times are we driving and our mind's wandering? I mean, might be trying to do mantra, and then before we know it, the mind is wandering again, and it's just like this endless, like, just losing our focus constantly, and then it's like, how do we hold on to that mantra? It's like, say it slower, you know? I don't know. It's like, it's a really, you know, or in, in life, like you were talking about um, last week, Fox and I here were trying to wrap up some stuff and uh before babaji came over to the ashram and man i hit my head like so many times and i was just like whoa bro slow down like you know you gotta watch and take your own advice here like we were under the house here you know how easy it is to hit your head down there <laughs> like i knocked myself flat on my back and then i like sneezed and hit my head into something else it was crazy so I got to slow, you know, I was like, okay, slow down. It's like, it's like the only thing you can do well when you're in that state, you can't do anything else. Well, that's the only thing you can really do when you're dropping the ball. It's like, okay, I can't catch the ball. So what am I going to do? So the only thing I can do right now is slow down. Like there's no other way. So it's just interesting because when I on my paper I wrote like I can always be smoother no matter what's happening. You know, that's just the only no matter what's happening, that's one thing I have the control of. So thanks for bringing that in. Could I add Anita? one thing? Oh yeah, go ahead, Colin. I just oh. wanted to say um, what you just said made me think of. I think when you're trying to rush, you're always also looking at the next thing, and that is kind of what leads to the fumbling of whatever it is that you're doing instead of being smooth with the thing that is like currently in front of you. So it's sort of like pointing back to Prophecy's comment about like awareness is the, is the thing that's actually, that we're actually working on generating awareness. Hmm. Thanks, Colin. So good to hear from you, man. We're just talking about you today at lunch. Your name came up. Babaji was talking about you too. Um, and we have a uh, comment from Yogita. I do like this slow yoga better than regular yoga. All right. Thanks, Yogita. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And um, I hope, yeah, I hope to continue bringing it into our classes together. And, you know, that sound is, um, that's the end of our class. <laughs> together so thanks everyone for being a part of it looking forward to much more of these with you namaste just a little plug for next week we've got chaitanya doing a presentation on the guru because it will be babaji's actual birthday for our thursday class 
So we'll be doing a little hearing about the guru and historically uh, and kirtan and meditation. So it seems like a perfect way to celebrate Babaji's birthday together. So see you next Thursday.